This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I think that ownership is on board, and Robert Kraft has said this, with anything Bill wants to do, that he just wants to see it work when he does it. Robert made it very clear and summoned reporters while we were at the owners' meetings to hear him out when he said, I would never put Bill on any kind of a budget. He has carte blanche to do what he wants with the roster and the spending. Bill is fairly economical already. But I just don't think they're in a position, Mego, where you want to be nickel and diving a player like DeAndre Hopkins and cutting off your nose to spite your face. Just because you've made mistakes with Nikhil Harry or Antonio Brown or Mohamed Sanu or you name the player, Nelson Aguilar, now's not the time to stop digging when you're in a critical season. Ken and Curtis, no Ken today. Andy Hart filling in. That was Tommy Curran with Jones and Mago, what, two, three weeks ago? And, you know, I have been all over the place this this offseason with the Patriots. I've been all over Kraft. I've been all over Bill. I've been all over the whole situation. And I have resigned myself to the fact that no matter how much I beloviate, no matter how angry it makes me, Bill Belichick is in charge of the roster. And he's going to do it his effing way as long as he has the effing job. Mm. And it sucks for the consumer. It sucks for the organization. But you know what? I kind of understand the dynamic now. You lost Tom Brady. You let him leave. He wins the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick, I believe, is going to coach until he wins 19 more games. He's going to surpass Shula. So... Let's say they fire him today and say, what you did last year with Patricia and Judge was a fireable offense and you built the bad team and I'm sick of your miserable nature in the building. Goodbye. Well, he'll go to Dallas. He'll go somewhere else. And you're sitting here with a roster that's inferior with an unproven head coach having the daunting daunting task of replacing the greatest to ever do it, according to many. So you sit in the bed you made with the guy you made it with. And now you're sitting here looking at eight and nine, nine and eight, potentially last place in the division without much light in the in the future. Am I wrong, Andy Hart? Uh, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I think they're a mediocre team, uh, and probably with below mediocre talent, depending on whether you're on the uptick or the downtick. I know a lot of people. The the one of the recent narratives has been like getting past the bad drafts, and now you've had a few good drafts. Maybe I, I'm not sure about that. I liked it at the time, and there was reason to believe a couple years ago you had a good draft. But I'm not sure Mac Jones is your quarterback. And if Mac Jones is not your quarterback, that draft becomes less likable. And who was the second-round pick? Christian Barmore, who was the next Aaron Donald. And I kind of was part of that, oh, this guy's really athletic. And He did nothing last year. That's correct. And if both of those two aren't who they were 
purported or reported to be coming out of their rookie year. Was that a good draft? If you blew the 15th pick and then the 30-whatever pick, 36th pick or 39th pick, whatever Barmore was? Yeah, two top 40 picks. I mean, two top, like, that's not a good draft. I'm sorry. No. That gets added to the list of not good or bad drafts. And and you know how you overcome a bad draft? You do what your competing team in the division is, which is accept that you made the wrong choice at number two in the draft and trade for one of the top two players, five players, at his position, at your most important position in Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to be talking about Zach Wilson if Aaron Rodgers takes the Jets on a playoff run this year. They, they, they literally won't. Joe Douglas is still viewed as a pretty good GM. He's got a gut. I mean, he's got a good standing in his job, and he's won a lot less than, than Bill for sure, but they had a significant need because of a major mistake made at the top of the draft. Instead of doubling down or, you know, being loyal to a decision you first made, you evolved and said, we need to correct an error. Zach is not the right guy with the locker room. He's not the right guy in the field. We misread it. It was a it was a tough pandemic. You know, it was an odd time to be scouting. Sure. We screwed up. Yeah. With the Patriots, it's that Bill Belichick will never change in his belief that defense wins championships and that you start overpaying for some guys, you're going to have to overpay them all. Now, that has been disproven over and over and over again across the NFL. All of these jails, cap jail, all this nonsense, you may you might find there for a year or two, but what have the last three seasons been? I mean, it, were you just in your own cap jail? What, why were you mediocre for three years? Why are you under 500 in the last three years? Well, so, I would argue quarterback. Right. Very simple. Well, but here's this. You, you moved on from a quarterback. Yes. You believed, Bill Belichick believes that you could win with any top 15 quarterback. All you need is a good defense, special teams. You need to be disciplined. Did that team look disciplined last year? No. Does it was the arguably the worst coached Belichick team. Of all time. Of all time. I mean, and I think the second place team might be the one the year before. <laughs> I think the last two years are the two worst coached Belichick, certainly Patriots teams. And, you know, I heard Mike, I think I might have met uh, Mike Cadillac, I think, I don't know. I heard this recently. Maybe it was Mike Cadillac. If it was someone else, I apologize. I thought you called him something different. I know. I always say K-A-L-D-I-C-K, but that's not the name. Sorry, Mike. I'll just call you Mike. For Zoko and Mike. Just Mike, because there's no other Mikes out there. Right. MK. So, um, none of those. Um, That the, uh, now I lost my train of thought. We were talking about, oh, that the brain, so I talk forever about the brain drain within the Patriots coaching staff, right? You look at the last Super Bowl team in 2018, you got Flores, you've got uh, Dante Scarnecchia, you've got McDaniels, McDaniels, you got Joe Judge coaching special teams, something that he could do. You go up and down that that roster. You had Bill as you know the head coach, mm-hmm. and you had the offense and defense taken care of. Brian Flores might be the most underrated coach on the staffs that Belichick has had in the last fifteen years. Anyway, six one seven seven BC guy. <laughs> uh, he should take over from Halfley. Uh, but the um, actually that's not a bad idea. It's not a terrible idea, Holy especially God. if he indeed ever gets blackballed completely from the NFL. Oh. Think about that. I don't even know who are. I honestly don't even know who the AD is now for BC. But whoever you are, Father uh, Leahy, hire him. So the um, the Patriots now, the optimism I'm hearing is that their staff has dramatically improved. Yes, Bill O'Brien. Obviously, you know, you and I would be a step forward, but Bill O'Brien's a major step in the right direction as the coordinator of offense. You got Clem coaching the offensive line, not Patricia. 
You've got um, Judge back to special teams. Judge back to special teams. You've got Mayo back on board with defense along with Steve. Yep. So that's reason for you know positivity. But no matter how well coached this team becomes, you still need DeAndre Hopkins. You still need Dalvin Cook. You need a left tackle. You the the notion that they are entering the season with this number of holes, it means that Bill's getting further and further away from the reality he's living, and it happens to the best of us. You surround yourself with yes men, you get further and further deranged as you age. It's not you know it's the way we all are. I'm already pretty far far off my you know my my prime, and I'm only thirty nine. God knows what I'll be like when I'm seventy if I make it. But the, Bill Belichick is no longer the coach that he thinks he is that can elevate the players, and he is not reacting to the NFL as it has evolved away from defense to offense. Yeah, I I mean, the way I have put it and the thing, I think there's two ways to be good in the NFL, to be a contender to be good. Top five quarterback or top five roster. And then if you happen to blend the two at some point in there, that's when you have a nice run of, I'm going to the AFC Championship game every year, I'm going to the Super Bowl. Right, that's 03, 04, 14, 16. So we know they don't have a top five quarterback, right? Right. And we also know they don't have a top five roster. Not close. Not even close. And that's where I think it just, it's so simple. And we forget about, because coaching's great. Coaching is really good. It can get more out of you. I don't know that anyone ever said, there's three ways to be good in the NFL. Have a top five coaching staff. I, I just don't think if you don't have Ron Borges, I know people hate Ron Borges, but the whole like Jimmy's and Joe's, X's and O's, you got to have the horses. Right. And it's great. I saw this week, was it pro football? Somebody was like, Bill O'Brien's the second best offensive coordinator in football. And he may be. And you made a face, but he may be. Let's just pretend that it's true. Okay. So, like, if the quarterback can't play, the quarterback can't play. I don't care how good a coach you are. And Mac Jones, it is interesting. I think he's gone from, let's just say, top five offensive coordinator to probably top five worst offensive coordinators in the history of the game last year back to a top five offensive coordinator. But that probably only gets you back to the mediocre Mac Jones as a rookie, right? Like, okay, we'll get back to baseline. That doesn't mean Mac Jones is good enough to make plays, win games, carry a team. And the rest of the talent, as all these lists that come out this time of year show you, is mediocre at best. Patriots don't aren't littered with top 100 players, top 10 at their position players. And that gets back to just overall roster development. Overall, like however you think they screwed it up. Trades, making trades or not making trades. Draft picks, making the wrong pick, the wrong guy, or free agent dollars that Robert bitched about. Return right. on investment. Remember when he brought up like return on the investment from a couple of years ago? Yep. And everybody thought it was a a shot at McDaniels. Oh, we're going to have better return on investment offensively. How'd that work out for you, as yeah. Glenn Ordway would, would often say? Right. So they've screwed it up in all areas. And and, I, I, and people are going to be like, oh, you get out with Curtis and you get negative. It is what it is. I, I'm so positive. I love life and I love Andy. I just think we're being honest. Right. I, I, I hate when people say you're negative. No, I, I, I'm just allowing you. Like, one of the things that agitates me more than anything is the revisionist history of last year, and I hear this, it's not anybody, it's almost everyone I hear, the Patriots fanboy media people out there, that say, well, I mean, if if Ramondre doesn't fumble, and if they don't allow the lateral against the, the Raiders, they, they win 10 games. Right. Well, then you're excluding the Jets game, which you basically were in a rock fight, standing still against Zach Wilson at home, they punted to you, and you won the game. Right. You can go back and do four to five games. It's the same way 
when people talk about the yeah, Patriots. if Malcolm Butler didn't pick off that pass at the end zone, you wouldn't have, right. have you know six champions. If right. Adam Vinatieri couldn't hit field goals, you wouldn't win Super Bowls. If, if Atlanta had just run the ball instead of throwing it for some reason, there's a million. Had four. But here's the other end of that. What you just said is all true. I, as someone who's president of the Brady fan club, I hear Brady people say, "Well, he he left with the lead in two of those games." There could never be a Brady if there wasn't Walt Coleman and the tuck rule. Right. You can go back to the beginning and re- it all evens out over time. And the NFL, if you follow year to year, there are all these teams that say, oh, they're the tough luck Lions. They have seven losses by six points or lo-. like right. a lot of these games are close. Exactly. A play makes a difference. And you know what the Bill Belichick coaching method relied upon? Buy-in. In order for this to work, you needed it early on. It was McGinnis. Bruschi, Vrabel, Tyla, it evolved into I Brady. I thought you were going to say star players. But but no, but the, the guys. Lawrence Taylor, Tom Brady. Of like. course, stars are important. <laughs> but partially, you need your best players to be most invested in every sport at all times. Whether it was Jordan, LeBron, Brady, you name it, Jeter. The best players on the team need to also be your hardest workers. In many cases. And that's why Tom Brady was so important in the early 2000s. No, but in the early 2000s, you he combi- got the parking space. You combine Brady. You're like reliving the glory. No, but if you Rodney go- Harrison tried to oh, beat him in God. one day, and Brady was already on the bench. I could watch those Tom versus, not the uh, the uh, man in the arena early, yeah. but, uh, the ones were Vrabel and all those. Oh, God. Absolute porn for me. But 03, you had the perfect storm. Top five roster, top five coach, top five quarterback. You have that what what encapsulate I talked to Boomer about this last year on the Greg Hill show. What you used to have was Bill snapping the ball with Lonnie Paxton on Monday night football at Mile House Mile High Stadium to to punt the ball back to get the ball and win a game that you should have never won. You had the brilliance of Bill Belichick, game specific understanding better than anybody else, along with the roster and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Now you have Jacoby Myers throwing the ball to Chandler Jones going the other way, and you're standing there like, what the hell just happened? It is the full 180 of the entire organization where you don't have the same talent. The coach, whatever percentage it is, there's a reason you don't coach till you're 85. You lose some abilities in real time as you age. I'm exhibit A. I'm 39 going on 80. And you have the lax, the, the quarterback that you didn't have before. You have all these things, but Bill doesn't accept the changing landscape of his own roster, how do we expect him to anticipate the changing landscape of the rest of the NFL? So you brought up the Aaron Rodgers thing. Yeah. Like, they went out. You beat the Jets twice last year because their quarterback was terrible. The only team basically. in the division you've beaten in the last three right. years, really, is the Jets. And they, they the, really, the Jets beat the Jets. The Patriots didn't really beat the Jets. Right. The Jets beat themselves. And the reps helped out with that roughing the passer. Sure. But th- we've... Gone down this road in recent years with quarterbacks available. Matthew Stafford, I think, when he was available, was like, no, he's wants no part of New England. I forgot how exactly that all played right. out. And Aaron Rodgers, the report is, turned down, nope, wants no part of New England. Part of that is also, you don't have a very good roster. Like, everybody said the Jets had what? Super Bowl caliber defense, championship caliber defense, one of the best young offenses in football with Garrett Wilson, right? Some people think he's going to be the breakout superstar wide receiver of the NFL this year. Brees Hall, star running back. You don't even have that prepared. And that's what I think, if I'm a a Patriots fan whose objective is most alarming. Like, we don't have the roster. We don't have the quarterback. Are we really just banking on we're going to outcoach everybody because Bill O'Brien's here and he's the second-best offensive coordinator in football? Because I don't really think that happens. 
I just don't – football is the most important coached sport. No one can argue that. Coaching is more important in football than the, the other three, probably combined. But you don't win just because of the coaches. Right. So the fact that you're excited about your offseason because you no longer have crappy coaches, I don't really know how valuable that is. It's great, so you won't be angry at Matt Patricia. You may not hate the games you're watching next year for various reasons, but does it put you in position to win? Only if these guys take leaps. Right. Right. Only if Juju is the good Juju. And I've yet to see Juju on the field, so I don't know what Juju is because he's hurt. What happened with the knee? What? How did they miss that? I don't get it. Well, maybe they didn't. Maybe they knew this. Maybe they knew all along the timeline for his availability on the field. And Mac has worked out with him. Mac's talked about, oh, he's a football nerd like me, and I like being around him. And someday we'll get him out on the field and we'll show it, blah, blah, blah. But is what are you banking on other than Bill O'Brien? Like, what do you feel really good about if you're optimistic? I know you're not, <laughs> so this is tough for you. I but I want try. Chris Curtis to envision – an optimistic Patriots season. Give me the top three non-coaching reasons that you believe the Patriots will be good and or better than expected in 2023. And I'll do that next. Damn it! How good could Mac Jones be? You know, I think, Tom, I think the big thing for us right now is is everybody's starting with a clean slate. You know, I think that uh, every year is different. I think this year is no different than any other year relative to each year in the NFL is different, right? So what you did in the past or whether it's a player or a coach or anybody in the organization really has no bearing on what happens moving forward. So, like, you know, we just started yesterday, and we're looking forward to having a good phase one and then a good phase two and then a good phase three, and that's kind of what it's all about. That is Bill O'Brien from May after he was hired back here with the Patriots. Bill O'Brien, quick aside, most successful branch of the Belichick tree? Without a doubt. Right? If you consider him a branch, because he was sort of established as a coach before, offensive coordinator in college, play caller in college, but yes. Oh, okay. Because um, most of the other branches came here really young and were truly molded, melded, McDaniels, uh, Patricia. like Those Flores. guys were nobodies and yeah. built completely molded. And ironically, Patricia's still a nobody. Um, it's hurtful. The bullying of Matt Patricia. <laughs> From you, a guy that Gresh. appears to be bullying everywhere he goes. Could you imagine Cam Newton watching that guy waddle in to cut him? God in heaven. Even though Cam deserved it. But nonetheless. Uh, clean slate for Mac Jones. Bill O'Brien back in control of the offense. A guy that Mac worked with briefly in Tuscaloosa at Alabama. So that'll be an interesting dynamic to, uh, to see unfold. You said three reasons. And that guy can't be one of them. Uh, Bill O'Brien. Yeah. No. Uh, three three reason- actual on-field, playing football, roster, position, whatever reasons why the Patriots are going to achieve and or overachieve in 2023. Mac Jones is actually good. Okay. He's not awful. He's not a creation of Josh McDaniels. He wasn't ruined by Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. He's in shape. He's been in the facility, from what I hear, all offseason. He is in a... Threw a 70-yard bomb to a high school kid. Mike Cadlick, can you not do that into your weekend tweet? You cover the team. You're not a cheerleader. Good Lord. He's got him 11-6, and too. I know. God in heaven. I mean, hopefully... I mean, be great for us. The radio station succeeds when the Patriots win. Hope he's right. Let's do it. But um, the, the Mac Jones season is a success because it's a contract year of all contract years. The third year of a quarterback in the new 
first-round pick system of the NFL. Fifth-year option coming due. Is generational wealth time. Daniel Jones is the new Mendoza line when it comes to quarterback contracts. If he outperforms Daniel Jones last year, similar weapons with the Patriots, as Jones said last year, and there's no Saquon Barkley here, no matter how great you want to say Ramondre Stevenson can be. And a new coach. And a new coach. So you have an offensive-minded Patriots ties, actually, coach. Brian Dable in New York and Bill O'Brien in New England. Yep. Time to make your money. So reason number one with the boat, the most important position in all sports, Mac Jones has a very good year. And you believe that? Uh, I believe that there is not a Powerball-like level of odds for Mac Jones. I, I honestly think that Mac Jones will have a better year than Daniel Jones did last year. Okay. Statistically. Okay. It, if you look at Daniel Jones' numbers, not that impressive. No. And if you look at the real money in his new deal, not that impressive. But it's still a big-time contract that Mac Jones will get at least. And I think Bill Belichick is banking on the fact that Mac has a lot of personal reasons that he has to succeed, that he'll overlook his disdain for his head coach. Okay. Number two, somewhat of a long shot, but Trent Brown, Bill O'Brien get together, work together. The left tackle position is not a complete dumpster fire. because wow. The second best argument you have is a position is, quote, not a dumpster fire. Well, here's what I'm saying. When Trent Brown is on his game. And he's working out. Again, you see Cadillac's social media. I saw that. Because Trent Brown is cramming to get in shape for training camp, everybody's happy. We've all crammed to get in shape at some point. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It has never worked for me. However, uh, Trent Brown's working with a coach that he respects. Dante Scardacchia got the best out of him. Maybe Bill O'Brien can. And what, what, what I believe to be many people's view is the biggest weakness, which is the left side of the offensive line, is actually a strength. And number three, pretty... Bold, but not quite. Finally, in at last, Matthew Judon is Defensive Player of the Year. He takes it from the first half to the second half. He gets 14 sacks. He is a disruptor, like all disruptors. He he unlocks the others, you know, whether it's Godshaw or Barmore or Juwan Betley or others within the defense to have their numbers enhanced because everybody's got to focus their attention to Matthew Judon for the full season, a guy that has been... At times, the reason you won games. Mm-hmm. I mean, a game wrecker with the quarterbacks that the Patriots are going to be playing. I have no concerns about the secondary. They always figure it out. Bill Belichick is a pretty good... You what? have no concerns about the secondary? No, he always figures it out. Every year, whether it was Earthwind Moreland or when oh. we thought J.C. Jackson was a nobody. One guy's uh, never played a game in the NFL, and one guy could go to the pokey. Chris, Chris uh, uh, Gonzalez, I think, is a... Uh, a very sound fundamental football player, no matter how young he is. I trust that they'll figure that out. I really, I think that's almost Marcelo Mayer like when you get luck, you luck into that guy to oh, yeah. help with the huge no, no, no. perfect area guy need. for their perfect need. The whole thing, like unless he stinks, right? He could stink, but what I'm telling you is, Mac Jones plays the way he can a little better. He maximizes every inch of his ability. This Agreed. Year. You get. Somehow you figure this might be my weakest element, but maybe. But the, I do think Trent Brown has a bounce back year. He is no longer being coached by Matt Patricia. He's got Adrian Clem, who's a guy the first draft pick of Bill Belichick's tenure with the Patriots. He understands the system. He gets the best out of Trent Brown. He and, and Bill O'Brien. And third is you get a wrecker on defense to go against the the incredible gauntlet of quarterbacks you have, which is it makes the secondary's job easier if you got Matthew Judon shortening mm-hmm. the amount of time the guy has in the pocket. And I do think Matthew Judon, I don't know whether it's a contract year again, but 
he he is a guy that has been a game changer. He just hasn't done it for a full season. I think that's a chance this year that he does it for the full year. Okay, I'm going to play. One, you're right. Mac Jones. It yes. has to be Mac Jones. His superpower, that's Orlovsky, I think, right. is his brain. He's back with a competent system. Now his brain can see all these good but not great weapons. Find the matchup. Beep, beep, beep. Like Maverick trying to lock in on a, an opposing target. Boom. Find the one down the field. Mac Jones is great. That is step one toward being the overachieving Patriots. Agreeing. I think step two is where you had more confidence than I do, but the optimism needs to be fulfilled, and that's the secondary. Yeah. I think you need to have, by November, like some national network is doing, how did we not see the Patriots have the best young secondary in football? Kyle Duggar in a contract year yep. is just blowing people up, making plays all over the field. Sexy pick is all pro this year. Jabril Peppers in his second season is knocking heads off. We all saw his physicality late last year, but probably most importantly, we need to be saying, wow, in the last two drafts, Bill Belichick got Jack Jones and Christian Gonzalez and now has one of the best young cornerback tandems in football because I think the front will be good. Judon, Uche, Barmore, the whole depth. Lawrence Guy will Uche get happy. contract here. Yes. So I think you're going to get good play from the front if you marry that with good play from the back end against what we've talked about, the murderer's row of quarterbacks. You're pl- playing real quarterbacks with real receivers and real weapons, real challenges. September can absolutely not be an extension of the preseason. It needs to be like the first step toward the postseason. You need to play real really well defensively in September. And then number three, I think you need a breakout offensive star. And whether that's Ramondre going next level, Marcus Jones, whoever I'm advocate of Marcus Jones playing all offense. I think he's mediocre on defense. I think he could be really, really impactful, but it might also be Tyquan Thornton. Let's pretend he has a breakout year. and He's a deep threat. Can I tell you who I have the least amount of faith in? Mm. Tyquan Thornton. Okay. I, I just if I, I, I could be totally wrong on this. No, you could be totally right too. If it, it just serves my memory and a lot of it was clouded by gin, but it strikes me that young receivers that are injury prone never get back where they're no longer does that make sense? Like if you get injured early as a speedy receiver in the NFL, it just strikes me that that is sort of who you are. If you if your rookie year is interrupted as Taekwon's was, where your main superpower, as we were just discussing, is speed. Yeah. It just, you just never really seem to regain that. And he's already dealing with a soft tissue injury that cut. He was the talk of the first day of, whether that was camp or OTAs, OTAs. and then we never saw him again. Yeah. And he well, soft they're, tissue They're hiding him injury. until the season. Yeah, sure they are. He's Randy Moss. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, I think you need, and a lot of people, including your boy uh, Cadlick, are on the Mike Gasicki is going to be this breakout oh, weapon Laird star. Oh, Ken is like 6 to midnight on Gasicki. I would bet against that. Really? I, I would absolutely bet against it. He. I think he's a jag. He might have a better year than last year in Miami where they stopped playing him midseason, essentially, on a franchise tag. But that doesn't mean it's a breakout year. I can't see him having more than, like, 40 catches for 400 yards and four touchdowns, Uh-oh. which is fine. I'll take it. Yeah. It's more than Janu. Well, you and I are more than Janu. Right. But I, I don't really have much faith in him. If if I had to go and – I think Kendrick Bourne would be my first pick. Ooh. If you made me pick a breakout star, it's a long shot. Remember, this is breakout, and then we're in July. Like Kendrick Bourne, 1,200 yards. Is that a breakout star? Yes. Okay. And I, I would want take Kendrick that. Bourne to be well. I like that guy. I like him a lot. And you know who else I think likes him? Bill Belichick. There was, I think that was a Bourne-Patricia thing last year. It was. That overflowed into Belichick. I watched them in the spring, and they were back to yucking it up during stretching and, like, laughing. And 
I don't even know what a guffawing is, but I think they were guffawing with each other. But, and- but okay, we need to get to, we need to get to a break. But that doesn't make sense to me because Max's issue was Patricia, and Bill took that personally. Yeah, why didn't he take it personally with Bourne? Well, because I don't know exactly what Bourne had held against him. Was it the meeting? Everybody wanted to say he joined a fight and threw a punch. He was it the Jason Bourne puns? Yeah, I don't know what. Born ultimatum, all the Jason oh, Bourne yeah. lines I that were in you. all the headlines. I got you. I mean, I used them all week one. I was done. I was cooked. What I also don't understand, well, who cares about Ken on the clock right now? Kendrick Bourne, the, um, after week one, they lose in Miami. Yeah. And immediately, the the Kraft of Curran line, which is flying, holy cow, is that thing hot, is immediate that Kraft is mad about Bourne's playing time. It, I, that didn't make. If, if your issue is with Patricia, then why wouldn't Belichick intercede there after week one? I never got that. Well, because that was a weird dynamic. I mean, he's still his guy. I still firmly, even though he's with Philly now and was the fall guy that Chris Carter says everyone needs, apparently even Bill Belichick, and that was Matt Patricia, I still think he's his guy. I mean, he was his right-hand man for years. But why and I'm talking he- about, like, you're at NFL parties and you see Patricia getting drinks for Belichick. Like, they were boys. I don't think – I think that was a little different the way that unfolded oh, with Patricia. what a headline. Boys in the hoodie. That's terrible. I mean, that sells itself. Does it? EEI.com. Get that up there, Andy Hart. 